Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday, August 6th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian Podcast Community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. A lot of great listening over there. Definitely worth your while. I also want to remind you of the final link in our show notes. It is for the Vail Valley Baptist Church Gives In Go campaign. We are striving to rapidly pay off our mortgage so that we can commence establishment of a Christian classic education-based school to provide a trustworthy alternative for our community. So go ahead and click on the link. Pastor Jay has provided a very thorough description, much more thorough than I just gave you description of what we're trying to do, what our plans are. And then we would ask three things of you. We'd ask you to pray for us. We'd ask you to prayerfully consider giving to us. And we'd ask you to pass the link along so others can do the same. All right. Well, with it being Sunday, we're again, we're going to just do our Bible reading for the day and our devotions and some prayers um, and get ready for Monday when we come back into our uh, Bible study in John chapter 11. So let's go ahead and jump right on in. We're going to open up with the Lord's Day morning prayer this morning. Let's pray. <clears throat> O maker and upholder of all things, day and night are thine, they are also mine from thee, the night to rid me of the cares of the day, to refresh my weary body, to renew my natural strength, the day to summon me to new activities, to give me opportunity to glorify thee, to serve my generation, <clears throat> to acquire knowledge, holiness, eternal life. But one day above all days is made especially for thy honor and my improvement. The Sabbath reminds me of thy rest from creation, of the resurrection of my Savior, of his entering into repose. Thy house is mine, but I am unworthy to meet thee there, and am unfit for spiritual service. When I enter it, I come before thee as a sinner, condemned by conscience and thy word, for I am still in the body and in the wilderness, ignorant, weak, in danger, and in need of thine aid, but encouraged by thy all-sufficient grace. Let me go to thy house with a lively hope of meeting thee, knowing that there thou wilt come to me and give me peace. My soul is drawn out to thee in longing desires, for thy presence in the sanctuary, at the table where all are entertained on a feast of good things. Let me, before the broken elements, emblems of thy dying love, cry to thee with broken heart for grace and forgiveness. I long for that blissful communion of thy people, in thy eternal house, in the perfect kingdom. These are they that follow the Lamb. May I be of their company." Amen. All right, in the morning devotion, uh, let's see, the text for it is from Isaiah 21:11. Watchman, what of the night? What enemies are abroad? Errors are a numerous horde, and new ones appear every hour. Against what heresy am I to be on my guard? Sins creep from their lurking places when the darkness reigns. I must myself mount the watchtower and watch unto prayer. Our heavenly protector foresees all the attacks which are about to be made upon us. And when as yet the evil designed us is but in the desire of Satan, he prays for us that our faith fail not. 
when we are sifted as wheat, continue, O gracious watchman, to forewarn us of our foes, and for Zion's sake hold not thy peace. Watchman, what of the night? What weather is coming for the church? Are the clouds lowering, or is it all clear and fair overhead? We must care for the church of God with anxious love, and now that popery and infidelity are both threatening, let us observe the signs of the time and prepare for conflict. Watchman, what of the night? What stars are visible? What precious promises suit our present case? You sound the alarm. Give us the consolation also. Christ, the pole star, is ever fixed in his place, and all the stars are secure in the right hand of their Lord. But watchman, when comes the morning? The bridegroom tarries. Are there no signs of his coming forth as the son of righteousness? Has not the morning star arisen as the pledge of day? When will the day dawn and the shadows flee away? O Jesus, if thou come not in person to thy waiting church this day, yet come in spirit to my sighing heart and make it sing for joy. Now all the earth is bright and glad with the fresh morn, but all my heart is cold and dark and sad. Son of the soul, let me behold thy dawn. Come, Jesus, Lord, O quickly come according to thy word. All right. So let's get into our reading. We're going to continue in the book of Ezra. Now, again, like like I said uh, yesterday, um, as we got into this, so this is coming out after the the seventy year exile, after after they've been scattered to Babylon and beyond, and this is after the exile, um, starting with Cyrus, king of Persia, um, prompting everybody to go back to rebuild the temple that God had directed him to do so. And Ezra is one of those that documented, and he was one of those that ended up going back, as was Nehemiah, and we'll see that in, ne in the book of Nehemiah. But here we go. We're going to be going, we're going to be reading uh, Ezra 3, uh, the whole chapter, through Ezra 4, verse 23, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6, through 1 Corinthians 3, verse 4, Psalm 28, and then Proverbs 20, verses 24 and 25. So, Ezra 3. <clears throat> Then, then the seventh month came, and the sons of Israel were in the cities, and the people gathered together as one man to Jerusalem. Then Jeshua the son of Josadak, and his brothers the priests, and Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel, and his brothers arose and built the altar of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings on it, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. So they set up the altar on its foundation, for they were terrified because of the peoples of the lands, and they offered burnt offerings on it to Yahweh burnt offerings morning and evening. They celebrated the Feast of Booths, as it is written, and offered the fixed number of burnt offerings daily according to the legal judgment as each day required. And afterward there was a continual burnt offering, also for the new moons and for all the appointed times of Yahweh, that were set apart as holy, and from every one who offered a freewill offering to Yahweh. From the first day of the seventh month they began to offer burnt offerings to Yahweh, but the foundation of the temple of Yahweh had not been laid. Then they gave money to the masons and carpenters, and food, drink, and oil to the Sidonians, and to the Tyrians to bring cedar wood from Lebanon to the sea at Joppa, according to the permission they had from Cyrus king of Persia. Now in the second year of their coming into the house of God at Jerusalem, in the second month, Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel, and yet Jeshua the son of Josadak, and the rest of their brothers, the priests and the Levites, and all who came from the captivity to Jerusalem, began the work and appointed the Levites from twenty years and older to direct the work of the, sorry, of the house of Yahweh. 
Then Jeshua with his sons and brothers stood united with Cadmiel and his sons, the sons of Judah and the sons of Henadad, with their sons and brothers the Levites, to direct those who do the work in the house of God. So the builders laid the foundation of the temple of Yahweh. Then the priests stood in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals to praise Yahweh according to the direction of King David of Israel. And they sang, praising and giving thanks to Yahweh, saying, For he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever upon Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised Yahweh, because the foundation of the house of Yahweh was laid. Yet many of the priests and Levites and heads of fathers' households, the old men who had seen the first house of Yahweh, were weeping with a loud voice when the foundation of his of this house was laid before their eyes, while many in loud shouts with gladness were raising their voice, so that the people could not distinguish the voices of the shouting of gladness from the voices of the weeping of the people. For the people were shouting with a loud shout, and those voices were heard far away. Ezra 4 uh, verses 1 through 23. Then the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the people of the exile were building a temple to Yahweh, the God of Israel. As the, so they approached Zerubbabel and the heads of fathers' households and said to them, Let us build with you, for we, like you, seek your God, and we have been sacrificing to him since the days of Esaradan, king of Assyria, who brought us up here. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the heads of fathers' households of Israel said to them, You have nothing in common with us in building a house to our God, but we ourselves will together build to Yahweh, the God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. So the people of the land... Sorry. So the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and dismayed them from building, and hired counselors against them to frustrate their counsel all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Now in the reign of Ahasuerus, in the beginning of his reign, they wrote an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. And in the days of Artaxerxes, Bishlan, Mithridath, Tabeel, and the rest of his colleagues wrote to Artaxerxes, king of Persia, and the text of the letter was written in Aramaic and translated from Aramaic. Rehum, the commander, and Shimshai, the scribe, wrote a letter against Jerusalem to King Artaxerxes as follows. Then wrote Rehum, the commander, and Shimshai, the scribe, and the rest of their colleagues, the judges and the lesser governors, the officials, the secretaries, the men of Erech, the Babylonians, the men of Susa, that is, the Elamites, and the rest of the nations, which the great and honorable Osnapar took away into exile and settled in the city of Samaria, and in the rest of the region beyond the river. And now, this is the copy of the letter which they sent to him. To King Artaxerxes, your servants, the men in the region beyond the river, and now let it be known to the king that the Jews who came up from you have come to us at Jerusalem. They are rebuilding the rebellious and evil city and are completing the walls and repairing the foundations. Now let it be known to the king that if the city is rebuilt and the walls are completed, they will not give tribute, custom, or toll, and it will damage the revenue of the king's. Now because we are in the service of the palace, and it is not fitting for us to see the king's dishonor, therefore we have sent and made known to the king, that a search be made in the record books of your fathers, and you will find in the record books and come to know that th that city is a rebellious city, and damaging to kings and provinces, and that they have, been, they have incited revolt within it in past days. Therefore that city was laid waste. We made known to the king that if that city is rebuilt, and the walls completed as a result, you will have no portion in the province beyond the river. 
Then the king sent an edict to Rehum the commander, and to Shimshai the scribe, and to the rest of their colleagues who live in Samaria and in the rest of the provinces beyond the river. Peace, and now the document which you sent to us has been plainly read before me. So a decree has been issued by me, and a search has been made, and it has been found that the city has lifted itself up against the kings in past days, that rebellion and revolt have been perpetrated in it, that strong kings have been over Jerusalem, even rulers in all the provinces beyond the river, and that tribute, custom, and toll were given to them. Now issue a decree to make these men stop, that this city may not be rebuilt until a decree is issued by me, and beware of being negligent in doing this matter. Why should harm increase to damage the king? Then as soon as the copy of King Artaxerxes' document was read before Rehum and Shimshai the scribe and their colleagues, they went in haste to Jerusalem to the Jews and stopped them by force and military. Alright. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 6 Yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are being abolished. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the wisdom which has been hidden, which God predestined before the ages to our glory, which none of the rulers of this age has understood. For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. But to us God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the depth of a man except the spirit of the man which is, which is in him? Even so, the depths of God no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the depths graciously given to us by God, of which depths we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual depths with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the depths of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually examined. But he who is spiritual examines all things, yet he himself is examined by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he will direct him? But we have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 3, reading through to verse 4. And I, brothers, was not able to speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to fleshly men, as to infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are still not able. For you are, all, for you are still fleshly, for since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly, and are you not walking like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another I am of Apollos, are you not mere men? Psalm 28 of David. To you, O Yahweh, I call, my rock, do not be silent to me, lest if you are hesitant toward me, I will become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands towards your holy sanctuary. Do not drag me away with the wicked and with workers of iniquity who speak peace with their neighbors, while evil is in their hearts. Give to them according to their work and according to the evil of their actions. Give to them according to the deeds of their hands. Return their dealings upon them. Because they do not regard the works of Yahweh, nor the deeds of his hands, he will tear them down and not build them up. Blessed be Yahweh, because he has heard the voice of my supplication. Yahweh is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart exults, and with my song I shall thank him. 
Yahweh is their strength, and he is a strong defense of salvation of salvation to his appointed anointed, excuse me. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd also and carry them forever. And finally, Proverbs twenty, verse twenty four and twenty five. The steps of a man are from Yahweh. How then can man understand his way? It is a trap for a man to say rashly, it is holy, and after the vows to make inquiry. All right, and our evening devotion, the text for it, is from Psalm 72, verse 19. Let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. This is a large petition. To intercede for a whole city needs a stretch of faith, and there are times when a prayer for one man is enough to stagger us. But how far-reaching was the psalmist's dying intercession? How comprehensive, how sublime. Let the whole earth be filled with his glory. It doth, not, it doth not exempt a single country, however crushed by the foot of superstition. It doth not exclude a single nation, however barbarous. For the cannibal as well as for the civilized, for all climes and races, this prayer is uttered. The whole circle of the earth it encompasses and emits no son of Adam. We must be up and doing for our master or we cannot honestly offer such a prayer. The petition is not asked with a sincere heart unless we endeavor, as God shall help us, to extend the kingdom of our master. Are there not some who neglect both to plead and to labor? Reader, is it your prayer? Turn your eyes to Calvary. Behold the Lord of life nailed to a cross, with the thorn crown about his brow, with bleeding head and hands and feet. What, can you look upon this miracle of miracles, the death of the Son of God, without feeling within your bosom a marvelous adoration that language never can express? And when you feel the blood applied to your conscience, and know that he has blotted out your sins, you are not a man unless you start from your knees and cry. Let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Can you bow before the crucified in loving homage, and not wish to see your monarch master of the world? Out on, out on you if you can pretend to love your prince and desire not to see him the universal ruler. Your piety is worthless unless it leads you to wish that the same mercy which has been extended to you may bless the whole world. Lord, it is harvest time. Put in thy sickle and reap. All right. Well, thank you for spending this time with me this morning. I hope you have a wonderful day. I definitely hope if you haven't already gone to worship, you were set up to go to worship today, uh, to worship God with the saints. I, I would definitely implore you to do so because it is what we are required to do, what we have been commanded to do. Um, I hope I would continue to implore you to do um, all that you do for the glory of God. And I hope to see you Monday um, as we continue on in our Bible reading and we get back into our Bible study in John chapter 11. Let's go ahead and close out in prayer. We're going to close out with the Lord's Day evening prayer. Let's pray. Most holy God, may the close of an earthly Sabbath remind me that the last of them will one day end. Animate me with joy that in heaven praise will never cease, that adoration will continue forever, that no flesh will grow weary, no congregations disperse, no affections flag, no thoughts wander, no will droop, but all will be adoring love. Guard my mind from making ordinances my stay or trust, from hewing out broken cisterns, from resting on outward helps. Wing me through earthly forms to thy immediate presence. May my feeble prayers show me the emptiness and vanity of my sins. Deepen in me the conviction that my most fervent prayers and my most lowly confessions need to be repented of. 
May my best services bring me nearer to the cross and prompt me to cry none but Jesus. By thy spirit give abiding life to the lessons of this day. May the seed sown take deep root and yield a full harvest. Let all who see me take knowledge that I have been with thee, that thou hast taught me my need as a sinner, hast revealed a finished salvation to me, hast enriched me with all spiritual blessing, blessings, hast chosen me to show forth Jesus to others, hast helped me to dispel the mists of unbelief. O great creator, mighty protector, gracious preserver, thou dost load me with loving kindness, and hast made me thy purchased possession, and redeemed me from all guilt. I praise and bless thee for my Sabbath rest, my calm conscience, my peace of heart. Amen. All right, again, I hope you have yourself a wonderful day and get in worship with the saints if you haven't already this weekend. And again, I hope to see you Monday. Have a great one. God bless. Thank you.